podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Cinnamon rolls and chili on a crisp November day. In the heart of football season, Thanksgiving's on its way. Mashed potatoes, turkeys, green beans not from cans. The Bosco boys are thankful for our diehard bonehead fans. Let's go, boys. It's turkey time, boys. Boom, the boys are back, and we're going to give this another try tonight. We're going to give it another try. Uh, we're going to get everyone's reaction to the first game of the Drum Tang era versus the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley and talk about what we'd like to see in Game number two, which is a road game at Cal Berkeley with the Golden Bears. Uh, The usual Wednesday night live show, there's some issues. Some folks did not want us on there or something. I don't know what happened, uh, but we kept getting our show taken down. So we're doing a live show mini today. Uh, We will publish it on Friday, and hopefully this goes well. Uh, as always, we are sponsored and brought to you by Manhattan Brewing Company, home of Tang Time IPA, a delicious citrusy IPA for all K-State fans named after our leader, Jerome Tang and Charlie Hustle. If you want the most stylish and comfortable officially licensed K-State gear, check out charliehustle.com to get today or their... Uh, uh, they're sore on the Country Club Plaza as well. All right, uh, we're going to ask people to come a little bit about K-State versus UT Rio Grande Valley, K-State versus Cal Basketball, and hopefully the terrorists do not take the show down like they did yesterday. Let's start off with our guy who uh, tried to participate uh, last night, but we kept getting taken down. Let's go to Coley Dub down in Austin, Texas. Coley Dub. Big win, uh, emphatic win over University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. What was your reaction uh, to that game and uh, some high points? Well, Scott, I'm glad uh, we're back. That was For now. Weird. Right, right. Did you ever figure that out? No idea. Uh, if, if, if we get taken down again today, uh, this afternoon, uh, we will be going back to color cast. So. All right. Um, the game against UT Rio Grande Valley, whatever, whatever. Um, it was just really refreshing. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It, it, I think the biggest thing that I appreciated was, I mean, obviously the defense was good, but even on the offensive side, obviously we had some times of lulls, but not like as bad as it seemed in the past at times. Um, you just kind of saw glimpses of when things are really clicking offensively and the guys are just having fun, what they can do. And I think as the season progresses, we'll see that more. Who was your player of the game for that one? It was all spread out scoring-wise, yeah. at least. I have to go with my guy, Taiki Green, just because he had some very – he had another huge dunk, which was just awesome to see. So I'm going to have to stick with my guy, yeah, he loves to dunk on folks. One of four from the free throw line, though. I think he had three out of, I think, the only four or five misses from the free throw line. So, hopefully, he takes care of that at Cal. 
Let's go to one of the folks, one of the live show regulars who has a vested interest in us not going back to ColorCast. So hopefully the next, you know, 10 to 15 minutes goes well. Our guy, Zach. Zach, uh, first off, you weren't here last night uh, seeing the terrorists shut us down. Um, yeah, so you, you better hope they don't find us uh, this afternoon. Uh, but what were your thoughts of that game versus the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley? Yeah, last night I was pretty busy. I didn't get a chance. I had no idea what happened. So I'm really hoping for my own sake this goes well. Um, to answer your question about the game, I thought we played really well. Um, it was fun. Like, it was objectively a really fun brand of basketball. Um, you know, again, going back to what I said, I think, on after the Washburn game, it's not necessarily Frank ball. It's kind of just Big 12 ball. That's how it is played now. Um, you'll see that at Baylor, the no-middle defense, the uptick in offense, the fast pace. It's going to be fun even if we lose games. Like, it'll just be fun. Like, if we lose 90 to 87 or something like that, like, that's at least fun. Um, and we played that against, you know, Rio Grande Valley. Um, my player of the game, probably Marquise Noel. I mean, the guy, what, had eight assists, was it? Yeah, Seven, eight, I think it was eight assists. Yeah. I think he might have had five or six steals as well, only one turnover. Scored, for, like, 13, 14 points. He is going to be – I th- think people are just – he's flying under the radar just because he came back. People are excited about the newcomers. I mean, I think Keontae Johnson obviously has the highest ceiling, but Marquise Noel is the most important player to this team, if you ask me. Yeah, I think that's a good call. out. And to that pace, again – I don't know if Jimmy's going to pop in. I know uh, – I, I think uh, there's a chance he's going to pop in uh, during this m- afternoon mini show. Uh, but I think that was the most possessions we had in a game uh, on offense in regulation, maybe since like 2016. So you talk about that pace. You talk about that uh, enjoyable brand of basketball, which I think a lot of folks harp on. Uh, harped on during the Bruce Weber era. Uh, I see Grant is listening in. It's something we talked about uh, quite a bit during the Bruce era. Uh, winning is fun. Um, so I, I personally don't care if it's 80 possessions or 30 possessions, but I do think for uh, a lot of folks, seeing them go out and run and not basically grinding to a stop every possession is something that folks are going to be a fan on. We'll go to Mark and then we will go to Grant. Mark, what was your thoughts? First regular season game. Uh, It it was a late one, you know, uh, 8 p.m. We got 6 p.m. versus Cal tomorrow. Uh, So what were your thoughts of the first official game of the Jerome Tang? Yeah, I thought it was a really good effort, actually. Uh, I think the other guys kind of mentioned it defensively. I think we look a whole lot better. Um, One of the big things offensively is it seems like we have a lot of guys that can get their own shot. Um, so to the, to the point of being stagnant on offense, sure. It's going to happen. That's basketball, but it's not going to be a, you know, you need Nigel to go create something six possessions in a row. We, to, we don't to say his name. Successful we don't, no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but the, the biggest thing I think that I, that I took away from it and it, it may not be something a lot of guys notice or, or pick up on, but it was after the technical in the second half. Uh, the way that the way that Tank hand, handled that, um, getting the guy off the floor and then not not really chewing him out, but getting in his face and and telling him, man, like we can't be doing that, right? It's you, you made a good play. You don't need to celebrate all the way down the floor. Have, have your moment. Move on. 
Who who would have been your MVP of the night for that game number one? Probably probably Marquise. I mean, just all around, he he had impacts everywhere. Had a couple highlights. Um, I do think Ty Ty Key is going to be key to the season. I think he's going to. I told you this earlier this week. He's going to take over a couple games at some point this year. But just stat wise, it's got to be Marquise last night or the, for that game. You did say that, and it, and if that turns out to be true, I'm going to start publishing all of our DMs because you're going to be like an oracle. So. Uh, better, better stop uh, saying mean things about people. I'm just kidding. You're the nicest person I know. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Grant, co-founder of Bosco's Boys. Grant, were you able to watch the game? If so, what was your biggest takeaway from the first game of the Drone Fang era? Can you hear me okay? I'm hiding in a bathroom at work. Yep, I got you. Uh, nothing, okay. Hey, nothing's better than the bathroom calling. I think you did that when we had uh, J-Boy, the J-Boy live show during Conference Realignment. And that one, I actually just – I just went out to my car, but and, which was probably a better better move. But um, I did watch it, and it's fun. The pace of play is fun. Defensive intensity is ferocious. I think the appetite of the players is just – it's all just very refreshing. The difference in our length – and athleticism is so stark. Um, it's pretty unbelievable, the roster that Tang built in so so little time. Tang and company. Um, I mean, I don't follow basketball recruiting uh, super closely other than knowing, like, okay, we got Keontae Johnson. I know who this guy is, and I know he's going to be a stud. But everyone else, really, to me, was completely unknown. So I have a lot of trust now. Um, in not only these guys' ability to recruit, but their ability to identify talent and the type of player that they want in their system. I really like it. Um, just so much so much length. It's crazy. We're already like look like a mini Baylor. It's kind of kind of crazy. But it's just it's a lot of fun. I mean, game one, it was just highlight city. Lobs, behind the back passes, ferocious dunks from green jetting in from the baseline. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a fun year. No doubt in my mind that we're going to be dancing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Three-point percentage definitely looked a lot better than it did uh, versus Washburn in the exhibition. Grant, who would have been your MVP for uh, game number one? I'm going to I'm going to give it to Keontae Johnson. I mean, first real game in two years. That's pretty pretty big time. Um, everybody knows what happened with Keontae. Um, so just an unbelievable achievement for him to be able to come back and look as good as he did. He's a little bit rusty, but look as good as he did after being two years out um, at the Power 5 level. I mean, he's he's going to be a stud, and you can just tell what kind of a player he is. He can, he can kind of do it all. So he's just going to grow, continue to grow into the player that he was maybe even a better player than he was um, with the new perspective that he has. So I'll, I'll give it to Keontae. It's kind of even across the stat line, but, you know, 13 points, pretty solid. All right. We did see a Naquan Tomlin uh, technical uh, four taunting celebration, whatever they want to call it. Uh, I think he came close to getting one in the first half. So before we talk about what we are going to be looking for Friday night versus the Cal Golden Bears, uh, over or under five and a half technicals for Naquan Tomlin this year. He got one in game one. We're going to start with Coley Dub. Five and a half tees for Naquan Tomlin. I'll go under. I think 
Kang's a pretty, I mean, pretty not a serious guy, I'd say. Um, I don't know. I, I think he can kind of keep these guys in check when it's necessary. Zach. Well under. Um, well under, okay. You give me two and a half, I'd, I'd say under. Um, I'm serious because Tang is not going to let that fly. Um, you could tell Naquan Tomlin was reciprocating the message on the bench. Um, these seem like smart guys, smart coaching staff. I'd say maybe he gets one or two more, um, but definitely. I think he's going to be celebrating a lot. Maybe – I hope you guys are right. We'll, we'll go with Mark. We'll get you up there. Uh, is he going to grab uh, five and a half, or how many more do you think? Because it seems like five and a half is too okay, high for could, uh, the folks let here. Let me clarify, I suppose. You mean taunting technical? Okay. You mean just technicals in general? I bet you he'll get some from like flopping or some. No, the flopping ones are bullshit. They don't really count because like they're not even the taunting, the uh, flopping technicals don't even count as a personal foul. It's just a free throw. Uh, so I, I call I, I think those need a different they, they need a different classification than a technical because I think you can I think you can have uh, and we have Jimmy in here we'll ask him here in a second I think you can have like five of those in a game and they're not going to eject you if you get two for taunting you're out of there so I think those should get a different uh, classification so that's fair Mark what about you how many technicals do you think Tomlin's going to get for celebration and taunting. Uh, I think five and a half is a pretty good line. I'll go just under. I I do think game in Manhattan against KU, he probably throws one down and jaws quite a bit with somebody the rest of the way down the floor. And I think ultimately it may come down to how many times we get Higgins in a game because he's he's pretty quick to pull the tee out. I think Doug Sermons is is in there too. So uh, Big Twelve officials will will have some say in that. But I love the guy's energy, love his passion. Do got to rein it in a little bit. All right. Uh, Jimmy says he still doesn't he, – he doesn't hear any audio. Um, is anyone else besides Jimmy having that issue? Nope. Uh, okay. I, I would assume not. Okay. Well, uh, Jimmy, um, hopefully you can hear us. You might need to exit and try something else. Um, okay. We're just going to move on. We'll go to Coley Dub. Hopefully Jimmy – can get it figured out. Um, all right, we'll, we'll go to Cole. Um, hopefully, Jimmy can figure it out because uh, he's smarter than me by a million, and I'd like to talk to him about some K-State basketball. Uh, but, Cole, uh, it's a Power 5 road game at Cal Berkeley. Um, Cal sucks. They lost to UC Davis. Granted, UC Davis is probably better than University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, but what will you be looking for on Friday Although it is on Pac-12 Network, so I don't know how many folks will actually get to watch. Oh, I already uh, subscribed to a nice, expensive uh, Fubo TV free trial, so I just got to remember to cancel it after the game. I'll try to remember to tweet um, something out to everyone who does the Fubo trial. Yeah, because it said something like, if you cancel now, it cancels immediately, so you can't just like sign up and then cancel right after. Um, I'm just looking for maybe a little more – Offensive consistency and uh, no, no, uh, don't have like a second half low if you do happen to, you know, get up by 20 or anything. Um, but I do just want to say that, yeah, they lost to UC Davis or whoever. We've already seen some upsets this year with the 
first week of college basketball, which that's kind of how the beginning of the season goes. Um, so I don't – I I think we're going to win ultimately, but, I mean, I just don't be surprised if they're, you know, who knows how teams are going to look this early in the season. So have some realistic expectations, but also expect victory. And let's touch on There you go, Zach. Zach, what, what are you hoping to see Friday night versus Cal, even if it is metaphorically, if you can't watch? Um, you said it. Cal sucks. They're terrible. Um, they have a terrible coach. Mark Fox is how he has a power five coaching job is beyond me. Um, they are athletically inferior to us in probably every way. Um, just seeing some highlights, they got some talented guys. They can't cut, you know, carry the entire team. Um, so I guess what I'm hoping to see is just dominate, you know, athletically. I want you to go out there. I want you to, you know, make them scramble, make them look like a terrible team. Because, you know, if, if they didn't have the name Cal, they had the name New Hampshire or something, I think they'd be like 100 spots lower in Ken Palm. Interesting. I, I, isn't Ken Palm all numbers? Jimmy, can't you, can't you confirm that? Yeah, there's a little bit of recruiting rankings and previous season rankings, but. Uh, it was a bit it's pretty much it's numbers they were they were uh in the hundreds last year they finished in the hundreds last year too so okay well hopefully we kick their ass uh we'll go to mark next before we uh go to jimmy on this live show mini mark what are you hoping to see on friday even if it is just metaphorically because you know not a lot of folks get back 12 network. yeah i probably won't be watching it live but might be tracking it uh, i think it's Two things, Keon, probably defense and, and then taking care of the ball. I mean, you can say it any basketball game, but early season on the road, a lot of these guys haven't played together that long, obviously. Uh, I think to keep your defensive intensity up that we've seen through the exhibition in this first game, you do that, you don't turn it over more than hopefully 15 times. I'd like to see it more around the 10, but you do those two things, I think like everything else takes care of itself. There we go. All right, we'll, we'll get to Jimmy. Jimmy, first off, uh welcome back glad you figured it out um the game versus university of texas rio Grande valley that was the most possessions we've had in on offense since when because it was a long time we had two other games over 80 in the bruce weber era okay that's why the last one was in 16 or 17 i believe and then there was one in like 13 and I think the one in 13 might have been only because of overtime. So one of the fastest yeah. games we've seen in a long, long, long time. Yeah, that, that is crazy. That is crazy. What was your biggest takeaway from that game outside of pace of play? Um, I, the, just the balance uh, of scoring on the roster, um, forcing a ton of turnovers, which, you know, you kind of expected, especially, you know, a lot of times, Rio Grande Valley just threw it away. I mean, they they uh, there weren't as I mean we had steals, but there weren't all the turnovers weren't steals. I mean, any time a team turns it over a third of the time they have the ball, that's pretty impressive. So I like that, and I like the balance, and just seeing you know the pieces um, that Tang has put together and, and how well they can play when they play with with a lot of energy, um, like we saw most of the first half and. That was pretty impressive. 
if you had to give out an MVP to someone in that game, who would it be? Because like you said, it was a super balanced game when you're looking at it on the stat sheet. Yeah, that's that's a tougher call. Um, I I when when I look at the uh, efficiency numbers, um, our leader was Marquise by far. Um, he did a good job as far as being efficient. He didn't turn the ball over. Had a bunch of us, only one turnover, seven assists, three of three from three. So, um, but his it, it's, it didn't seem like. It seemed like his role was secondary, though. That's what makes it weird with with him. Um, I really like Tomlin, you know, really heavy usage and a high scoring rate and led the team in rebounds. So, you know, part of me might lean Tomlin just because of of his usage and, and what he did on the floor. And then final question on that game for you. How impressive was that, like, you know, four or five minute stretch on a handful of possessions where Keontae Johnson ended up getting all of his scoring there in the first half. Um, he, he truly took over, you know, that three minute stretch in the game, his first game back from his long hiatus from basketball. How exciting was it to see it, albeit in such a small sample size, him take over the game, even versus a team like University of Texas Rio Grande? It was encouraging to see that flash because it it showed you why he was the SEC preseason player of the year a couple of years ago and his potential if he if he is truly fully back and fully healthy um, he can be the best player on this team and he can probably be one of the best players in this league if not contend for Big 12 player of the year with that kind of performance but we'll see if he can string that together for 20 30 minutes and not just three or four yes 100% and then what is going to be the biggest thing you'll be looking for in the game on Friday versus the Cal Golden Bears. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do get that they're a power six team and it's on the road. Um, but as I look at, at their numbers and look at what they've, what Cal has been under Mark Fox, I mean, he, Mark Fox did have some competitive teams at Georgia, went to some tournaments, um, had some pretty good defenses, but I just don't know if he can do that at Cal, and I don't think he can recruit the kind of players he had at Georgia at Cal. Uh, that that loss to UC Davis was their first loss to UC Davis in 33 tries Holy going shit. back to 1970. So it's wow. basically their Fort Hayes game to start the season. I mean, UC Davis is probably a little better than that in the Division One, uh, but they're and then they only beat uh, they beat a. Uh, Chico State, a D2 school, who was in the lead eight of Division II last year. They beat them by six in their exhibition game. So they don't look like they're very good. Devin Askew is their best player. Uh, came from Texas. Texas was not very good last year, or he was not great at Texas last year and didn't have much of a role. Um, he was a top 50 recruit out of high school, so he's got potential, and he played decent at Kentucky his first year. And But I just look at that team, and I'm like – I. I went through their numbers and, you know, they, they really, they lost four, their top four scores from last year and they went 12 and 20 and they started off the season losing the first time to UC Davis in, in 33 tries. So part of me is expecting us to go there and win by 10 to 15 at least, but it is this team's first team game on the road. And you just never know how, uh, this group will respond because we haven't seen him. We haven't seen Tang coach a road game. So, so you have to factor that in and we'll see what happens.
Mark Fox is a Kansas guy, right? State of Kansas. Did he go to K-State? Or am I making that I up in my head? He He's from – I think he's from out west, Garden City or Dodge City. I don't believe he went to K-State. Uh, I, I mean, I remember him on, on Asbury's staff for sure. But uh, Oh, that's it, what it was. He was on Asbury's staff. He was okay. on Asbury's staff, yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. All right, we'll, we'll go to uh, Colorado Cole for this live show, Mini. Uh, before we'll end the show with a uh, whip around question to do it. Cole, first off, thank you for showing up. Uh, the terrorists took us down uh, last night for our usual Thursday live show, but we are seemingly going to get through the many without issues. So we'll stay on Spotify live. So what was your instant reaction and uh, big highlight from the university of Texas Rio Grande Valley? Oh yeah, I guess my initial reaction, I was just happy to see, um, see us play with intensity and it just seems like this team is playing a lot faster than what we've seen in the past. Um, granted we played against a division two team and a lower level division one team. Um, so I don't know, that might be jading my opinion a little bit, but that's probably the biggest takeaway for me is just the speed that we're playing with and the intensity that we're seeing on the court. Um, sorry. What was the second question? I forgot. Uh, the, the, that it was actually just a a, a one question, um, or like highlight. But it, it's instant okay, reaction right. highlight. <laughs> no, it, honestly, I always ask like two questions, so your instinct was correct. So don't worry. Who is your MVP from that game? If you had to name one, um, maybe Biv a biased answer because he's probably my favorite player on this team. But I'm gonna go with Keontae. Uh, all things considered. His first time playing in a real game in two years. He, I don't know if it was his very first shot attempt, but that early three-pointer, I'm sure it was an emotional game for him to get back into it. So it was great to see him come in. And uh, I'm not sure the exact amount of minutes he played, but it seems like he was in there for a while. And kind of like you said earlier, it seems like there was a few spurts of the game where we saw he has real potential to just absolutely take over a game all right and then the last one before we'll do a whip around to uh and this is going to go longer than just a mini show we'll go for about a half hour but what are you hoping to see from that road trip out to the bay area versus the cal golden bears yeah i'm just hoping to see the guys keep up that intensity and that speed on offense and defense and in transition and uh just staying aggressive kind of like what we've seen in the exhibition in the first game doesn't really seem like it's going to be too hostile of an atmosphere. So maybe not a true, true road test, but at least they'll get some experience being on the road. Um, you know, they're out on the coast in a new area. Um, so I think it will be a good experience going forward for them, but I just like to see them play with intensity and, uh, Probably I'd like to I'd like to see a double digit win. Seems like Cal's not very good. I think that is pretty uh, accurate. All right, uh, the whip around question to end this thirty minute basketball show. We saw some surprising results in the Big Twelve. Uh, Oklahoma State and TCU both struggling and barely holding on versus inferior opponent opponents. Porter Moser losing to Sam Houston in his opener. 
Uh, so my question to you guys, and it might be a little bit of an overreaction to do this. That's fine. But where do you, after one game, where do you predict K-State to finish in the Big 12 this season? We're going to start off with Coley Dub. I'm going to go fifth is where I stand currently at the moment. There you go. We'll go to Zach. Yeah, it's pretty hard to tell right now. Um, because teams can. That's why it's an overreaction, you know. I, I'm not. I'm not holding you guys to this. I'm not going to ban you from the show if it's a bad prediction. I'll do my best. Um, just you know, history tells us that you can play some bad non-conference games early on and have a decent team. I mean, we lost to Northern Colorado in 2014. Ended up what finishing fourth in the conference, making the tournament. Um. So I think Oklahoma could plausibly end up being just fine. I don't think they will. I think Porter Moser is not a good coach, and he was a system coach. Um, I don't think West Virginia is going to be very good. I definitely think we'll be better than Oklahoma State. Um, I'll probably just stick with fifth, like Cole said. Um, I think the top of the Big 12 is going to be just stacked with, like, teams that may go over to the Pac-12 and only lose a game. So that's just off the top of my head. Yep, nothing wrong with that. We'll go Mark. Yeah, I think we're going to battle in the Texas, Texas Tech type for the for the fourth spot. Uh, maybe third if a couple things go well. I don't think we're quite to KU Baylor levels, but I think the, the way that this team plays defense and their length is going to cause issues for a lot of teams this year. It's going to come down to can we avoid the offensive spells. I love it. We'll go to Colorado, Cole, before ending with Jimmy. Um, yeah, another cop-out answer probably, but I'm going to stay steady at fifth. Um, I do believe that this team could beat anyone in the conference any given night. Um, and I think I'll make a pretty solid, solid prediction here. I think out of the four games between – Baylor and KU, I think we get at least one of those. Hey, I I, I will take that in year one, and we're going to end with Jimmy. Jimmy, of course, uh, I I think Zach pointed it out, uh, trying to take anything from those first uh, couple games uh, is probably a fool's errand, but it was shocking to see some of those teams uh, pick so far in front of us really struggle, and then in Oklahoma's case, lose the game. So, uh, one game through, there's going to be some more bas- Big 12 basketball tonight on Thursday and on Friday. What is your uh, one game into the season prediction for conference? Ben? Oh, no. I wanted to end with Jimmy. I think he'd clearly say we're going to finish first. The analytics oh, no. point to it. Uh, <laughs> they, they Jerome Tang's going to win. Going to win Big Twelve Coach of the Year, probably National Coach of the Year. Keontae Johnson, Player of the Year for the season. All all the analytics point straight to it. I, you, you know what? I I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I I actually think Jerome Tang could win Big Twelve Coach of the Year. So I, I don't think that is uh, too wild to predict. Um, sadly, it doesn't look like we're going to get Jimmy's uh, prediction, but that's fine. Um, That's all we got for this live show. Turned out to be a little bit more than a mini. Uh, We'll go live next Wednesday. We'll bring back the Wednesday live show at 7 p.m. 
go for the full hour uh, just instead of – or go for the full hour, talk football and basketball. It's of this many. Uh, remember to check out Manhattan Brewing Company, home of the Tang Time AP, IPA and the freshest beer in the state of Kansas and Charlie Hustle. Dot com, the most stylish and comfortable officially licensed K-State apparel in the world. So for Chauncey Bosco, we love you guys and go Cats. Oh, don't you know, we're all the podcasts. We're Bosco's boys. Because I love you, Bonehead. Podcast Network.